This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and let's get started with the consumer news from the past week. The Axe fell at Bell on Thursday. They own radio and TV stations right across the country. And they announced that BCE, Bell Canada Enterprises, is cutting 9% of its workforce and a lot of news programming. BCE is the parent company of Bell Canada and is not only slashing 4,800 jobs, it's also selling 45 regional radio stations. It's also cutting many of their local TV newscasts. Prime Minister Trudeau says he is furious about the move by Bell, calling it, quote, a garbage decision by a corporation that should know better. Bell Media was granted more than $40 million in annual regulatory relief, the same amount it says its news division is losing every year. The World Cup of Soccer is coming to Vancouver, at least for a few games. And while it'll definitely give a boost to the tourism industry here, the experts are saying that fans and planners shouldn't be overly optimistic in their projections. Destination BC has already announced that they figure the tournament could generate a billion dollars for BC's tourism sector. They're factoring in both the games being played here in Vancouver and the impact in the following five years because it will give our town a bigger profile. But Moshe Lander, a senior lecturer in economics at Concordia University in Montreal, says Vancouver has already hosted some pretty major sporting events, so it's not like the rest of the world hasn't already heard of us. Lander also points out that it's going to cost us, the taxpayers, hundreds of millions of dollars. FIFA announced last Sunday that uh, Vancouver and Toronto will host a combined total of 13 games. More people were working in January, according to some new employment figures that came out yesterday. Statistics Canada says the economy added a larger-than-expected 37,000 jobs last month after several months of relatively no change in employment. And a lot of economists are saying that since those job numbers are going up, it might signal to the Bank of Canada that now is not a good time to cut interest rates as that could spur on the economy even more and that might lead to more inflation. A big study out of Ontario suggests that cannabis use may actually increase the risk of developing a new anxiety disorder or worsen existing anxiety, especially for those under the age of 25. And I don't know, I, I think the guy I used to ride the bus with to high school could have told you the same thing, because weed makes you paranoid, man. But health data of 12 million people found that over 27% of those who showed up to the emergency ward directly because of using cannabis had just recently developed an anxiety disorder. Those GoFundMe campaigns online just keep getting more and more popular. The CEO of the fundraising platform GoFundMe says its campaigns have generated $30 billion since 2010. Tim Cadigan says 150 million people have either sent or received money through the platform. So far, the most generous day of all time for GoFundMe was last year 
on January 2nd. That was the day that Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field of an NFL game when his heart stopped after a tackle. Hamlin had previously set up a GoFundMe page to raise money to buy toys for underprivileged kids. People wanted to show their support for Hamlin as he was rushed to the hospital, so they donated to his cause. More than 210,000 people donated to the charity that day, last January, and when all was said and done, the GoFundMe hit $10 million. This is Vancouver Consumer, and when we come back, we'll talk to the people at the Burnaby Hospital and their campaign to continue to make that facility a world-class hospital that treats people from all over the Lower Mainland. That's next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And the Burnaby Hospital has been an important part of uh, the community since the early 1950s. That's over 70 years. And as Burnaby grows, it's now BC's third largest city, uh, there is a campaign on right now to completely transform Burnaby Hospital into a state-of-the-art modern facility that will serve not only Burnaby, but East Vancouver as well for years to come. And with us now is someone who is working very hard towards that, the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation, Stephen McEwen. Stephen is a lawyer and a Burnaby resident who is committed to this new vision of Burnaby Hospital. Thanks for being here, Stephen. Well, thanks for having me, Martin. Yeah, so so let's talk about, uh, first of all, uh, maybe let's just talk about the Burnaby Hospital Foundation and and kind of this vision that, that you have for the new hospital. Sure. Uh, the Burnaby Hospital Foundation had its start like a lot of... Uh, hospital foundations uh, fairly uh, modestly. Uh, some folks were running a, um, a shop at the hospital selling uh, things to patients as they came, came in to raise some extra money for the hospital. But it's grown from there uh, to uh, be quite a modern fundraising um, body. And uh, we're really working hard to uh, support the province in their redevelopment of the hospital. As you mentioned, the hospital is going to be um, completely revamped. The, it's, uh, right now, the building is quite old. It was built, uh, you know, the last time it really had any substantial uh, rebuild was in the 70s. Uh, I think I was eight or nine years old when it uh, was rebuilt last. Uh, and I'm 55 now, so there's some time has gone by. Um, <laughs> and uh, the uh, hospital foundation is, uh, well, you know what, I should probably start with why hospital foundations, um, you know, the province uh, supplies uh, the building, the operating funds, it supplies the doctors, uh, but the community is looked to to provide the extras. And so if your uh, community needs another CT scanner or another MRI, uh, the um, while the hospital and the Fraser Health Authority, in our case, uh, provides a vast majority of the funding, those extras come from the community. So if you've got one CT scanner, but it would be better with two, the province will provide one, and uh, the hospital foundation has looked to to provide the, the the extra ones. And so for a long time, that's what the Fraser, uh, sorry, that that's what the uh, Burnaby Hospital Foundation's been doing is, you know, buying these extra bits of equipment that uh, make life easier for the surgeons, make life easier for the patients at Burnaby Hospital. 
But with the redevelopment uh, campaign, we have a real opportunity to really buy some state-of-the-art equipment. And uh, if we buy it, then they can build it into the plans for the redevelopment, put the specialized facilities in place uh, to um, support the equipment and really um, uh, enhance the, the offering to the community that the new hospital is going to have. Yeah, and it's interesting the you talk about the extras because these are really important things. Uh, you know, for example, I remember somebody showing me, I think it was like a mask, an oxygen mask for a baby. And yes. it was it was something you wouldn't think about. You well, you have oxygen masks, but they're made for fully grown adults or children. But for babies, you need these little tiny things and they're really expensive, but they're so crucial to really, really good care. Yeah, everything is so expensive when it comes to hospitals because it has to be done. Uh, the machinery has to be built with, with such fine tolerances because it's healthcare, it's people's lives. And uh, as a result, the individual pieces of equipment are very expensive. We, um, But you also, um, maybe extras is the wrong way to put it. You know, some of the stuff that we're buying for the surgeons at the hospital uh, really are groundbreaking. Um, So, for instance, we just signed a um, a commitment to Fraser Health to fund a new robot for the orthopedic surgeons um, so that it'll assist them by doing um, uh, 3D imaging scan of the joint that they have to replace. And then uh, it will allow the doctor to use a robot to make the cuts into the bones to replace the joint rather than doing it by hand. And while the the, robot, Physicians are amazing at doing it by hand. The robot just ups that level of precision that they'll be able to bring to the procedure. And the more precise the procedure, the greater, the the easier the recovery, and that's the better outcomes. And so we're really excited to be able to buy things like that for the hospital. Yeah, that's one of the things you we keep hearing about is uh, artificial intelligence and AI, and it's got this sort of scary connotation. But when it comes to medical care, AI can be a lifesaver. And uh, and I guess that technology is always new, and to be on top of that is uh, is expensive. <laughs> and But it's, it it's going to save lives. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so that's all part of the Burnaby Hospital. I should mention that uh, people can find the Burnaby Hospital Foundation online at bhfoundation.ca, and uh, it's a it's a pretty simple uh, concept. I mean, you you have this vision for this this great new hospital. So, sort of, what's the process now? What what kind of a timeline are you looking at for for this sort of reimagined Burnaby Hospital? Well, the province has uh, really stepped up in a big way for the people of Burnaby and East Vancouver, uh, and frankly, all the folks that commute through Burnaby, because uh, all of that, those people that touch in that area and have as part of their daily um, activities, they are in those areas, they're the community that's supported by Burnaby Hospital. And the province has really stepped up to um, provide a new facility for them that um, is going to be quite transformative. It's done in two phases. Uh, They did phase one, which will be complete in 2025. And then there's phase two, and I think it's 2027 or 2028. I'll have to check on that to see what the exact uh, scheduled end date is. But we are on track to finish phase one in 2025. Um, And um, our... Uh, foundation has been supporting these uh, redevelopment campaigns by first we had a phase one campaign which is now complete uh, which uh, is um, uh, going to buy equipment for the first phase open in 2025 and then our phase two uh, campaign is beginning now which is going to support the even larger development to the second half of the campus 
and so we are really uh, working hard to provide the money to provide the equipment to put in that new building. Mm-hmm. And as I say, bhfoundation.ca is the website. So what ways can people get involved? And, uh, you know, obviously giving money always helps, but how can people get involved just by going to bhfoundation.ca? Well, if you go to bhfoundation.ca, you can click the Donate Now button and help out. And obviously, that's incredibly uh, appreciated. If people want to do more, one of the great things about, uh, for me, one of the great things about working with Barnaby Hospital Foundation is uh, the connection to my community that uh, it has uh, given me. Um, we have uh, a number of groups in uh, Burnaby that um, have dedicated their the charitable uh, arm of their own activities to Burnaby Hospital. So, for instance, we have a um, there's a Rotary Club uh, of Dragons called uh, that um, has done a great job of getting out into the community and uh, doing fundraisers for us and really raising a lot of awareness and in addition to money. And so, if folks have an interest in uh, helping uh, Burnaby Hospital beyond just the the donation that they can make themselves. You know, we're always looking for community groups that we can partner with, that we can uh, get materials to. And if you're having a fun run or you're having an event and you're looking for a charitable partner uh, to benefit from that event, we would love it if people got in touch with our development officer, Danielle Sleeman. And uh, uh, we're happy to uh, work with you to uh, add a charitable arm, a charitable part to your event that, uh, so your community can uh, get involved in supporting our community. Yeah, we're talking to Stephen McEwen. He's the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. Uh, they have a vision to kind of just reimagine this beautiful uh, facility and just make it into a world-class hospital. You can go to bhfoundation.ca. And uh, and when you think of Burnaby, I, I, I didn't realize, but Burnaby is uh, the third largest city in British Columbia. And this hospital is not just going to serve Burnaby, but also uh, chunks of Vancouver. So this is a really important facility in the whole of Lower Mainland, right? It really is. If you live in Vancouver and you're east of Main Street uh, and call an ambulance, uh, you're likely to be brought to Burnaby Hospital. Uh, And of course, if you're in Burnaby or if you're on the Highway 1 corridor going through Burnaby and something happens where you need medical assistance, Burnaby Hospital is where you're going to go. Uh, We have the um, second busiest emergency department in the Fraser Health region and um, get a lot of folks coming through there. The the new uh, development is going to be fantastic for that. We're going to have an additional um, 50,000 square feet in our emergency department, and that's really going to make a big difference to being able to um, help people that uh, come into the facility. We're also adding a new mental health uh, portion to the um, trauma treatment area in the hospital, which, you know, you really do need specialized care to help folks that are having, um, you know, mental health problems that uh, really make it difficult for them to interface with a normal emergency department and a normal emergency department with the chaos sometimes that's in there yeah. with all sorts of people who are hurt and needing care. A person who's having a mental health crisis, it's just not a very healthy space for them to be in. And so one of the great things about the um, redevelopment is going to have a specialized mental health intake area for uh, patients who are suffering from those kinds of debilitating illnesses. And it'll really uh, mean that their visit to the hospital will be less traumatic and more healing for them. So we're excited to be able to not just expand the physical footprint to the hospital, but its capacity. 
capacity to really help people. Yeah, that's really great because uh, we were talking earlier about the technology and how that's changing, but I guess also sort of the uh, sort of philosophy and the, the style of care is also really changing. And like you just sort of uh, displayed that mental health is being uh, treated in ways that are much different than they were treated before. And it's great to hear that the Burnaby Hospital is going to be at the forefront of this. Um, I, I just love that idea. Well, if you think about it, the hospital has last expansion in 1978. And just think about how our approach to uh, healthcare has evolved in those intervening 40 years. The, um, you know, the, the, uh, our approach to mental health, for instance, is changed dramatically since then. Um, but our, our approach to healthcare generally has changed dramatically. The amount of technology that's brought to bear by doctors uh, to help people who are suffering from traumatic injury has changed fundamentally. And it's one of the real reasons why we have to uh, redevelop this hospital. Currently, we have um, five operating theaters and uh, two procedure rooms that we use for our, um, our surgeons to work. And they're all built to a 1970s standard, which was perfectly effective at the time. But now a lot of the equipment has such a much larger footprint, just the, uh, just the ability to have you know, imaging devices that you can roll into the surgical theater and actually use to do real-time imaging while uh, performing the surgery. That's an amazing advancement, but people didn't even have that in their imaginations in the 1970s. So they just didn't build surgical theaters that uh, had even a spot to put that device along with all the other devices you'll have. And of course, mm -hmm. those specialized devices for particular types of trauma have to be wheeled in and out, they have to be stored. There's just a lot of physical stuff that goes into running a hospital. And the new hospital is going to have a lot more uh, room. It's going to have seven uh, surgical theaters instead of the uh, two, and sorry, five. And I think it's going to have five procedure rooms instead of the two, uh, which is just going to expand the ability of our surgeons uh, to offer services to the public. It's going to be uh, quite transformative. It's all part of the vision of the new Burnaby Hospital. And we're talking to Stephen McEwen, who's the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. And uh, you can help make it all happen. Just go to bhfoundation.ca. You can get involved in a number of ways. Simply give money or get involved in other ways. Uh, bhfoundation.ca, the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. We'll talk more with Stephen when we come back some of the misconceptions about how hospitals are funded and uh, what exactly the funds are being used for. We'll talk more with Stephen McEwen from the Burnaby Hospital Foundation when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking about the vision of the new Burnaby Hospital with Stephen McEwen, who's the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. You can go to bhfoundation.ca and we're talking about all the work that is going into this new facility. They are just uh, revamping the, ho the hospital and we're learning about how um, all these new things, they're very exciting. All the new technology, the new strategies for caring for patients. It's pretty cool. And Stephen, you're a lawyer 
And uh, now okay. you're the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. Um, what's your background? How did you get started with the hospital? Well, I'm a Burnaby resident, and um, I'm a big believer in giving back to my community. So I've been uh, active in charitable and volunteer efforts for decades now. Um, and uh, a friend of mine was the head of the finance committee at Burnaby Hospital Foundation, and uh, he uh, was coming to the end of his time. And uh, the first time I was on a charitable board, the person that recruited me for the charitable board uh, says, told me that the last thing that anybody who's going to be on a board of directors for a charity has to do is find somebody to replace themselves. And so my <laughs> friend Mike uh, called me up and said, you'd be great at this. And uh, I'm coming to the end of my time. I need to find somebody to replace myself. So why don't you step in and take on my role? And so I looked into the foundation. And, uh, you know, frankly, at the time when I uh, joined the board, I didn't quite understand the role of hospital foundations in British Columbia. The um, Like most people, I think, I had in my mind that uh, the hospitals were funded by the government and really there wasn't much uh, else that was needed because the money all came from the province. Um, but once I started looking into what the foundation did after Mike approached me, I started thinking about um, how that was really a misconception of mine. And it's a misconception I think is pretty common. The hospital foundations, what they do is they provide uh, those non-budgeted uh, extra expenses. They cover equipment purchases. They cover things that just aren't anticipated as part of the budgeting process for the hospital. And perhaps uh, there isn't enough funds in, a, in the system to provide uh, the same kind of devices to every hospital in the in, the, in our case, Fraser Health uh, region, but the, um, but the things are needed nonetheless, and the surgeons really could provide better care if they just had X or they just had Y. And so, uh, in addition to the financing that comes from the province, which is you know excellent, we were incredibly uh, thankful for the, the money that is spent on healthcare in this province, uh, we can do more if we uh, get together as a community and buy that additional CT scanner. We buy that additional surgical robot. We buy that additional uh, piece of neonatal uh, intensive care equipment uh, that allows a better um, uh, outcome for patients, better services we offer, more streamlined services we offer, and just generally enhances the care that's available in the hospital. So once I started looking into what hospital foundations did, I became excited by the idea of um, being able to give back to my community through working on the on this board. Because uh, frankly, what else can you do in your community to really, really help your neighbors and really help the, the people around you uh, have a better outcome in their lives, have better quality of lives than to help with their health care? It's such a fundamental thing to uh, folks in terms of their ability to really enjoy their lives is when those inevitable things occur that mean you have to go to the hospital, if you can enhance that, if you can provide the equipment so that your neighbors have a better outcome when they go to the hospital, I think you've done a really good thing. I thought it was really important to um, step up once my buddy Mike asked me to, to do it. Mm -hmm. I really thought that he had um, uh, sort of hit on something that I could get behind as uh, a charitable effort. Yeah, because I was just going to say that it's just such a baseline indicator of a, of a strong uh, society when you have this kind of healthcare and and that people come together. Because we talked a little bit earlier about you know you mentioned uh, the surgical robots and yeah. all the artificial intelligence stuff that probably wasn't even thought of 
just a few years ago. So it's always changing. And this is equipment that's expensive, but also could be the difference between life and death for, for some people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's important to, to think that. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think that's why I could get behind uh, joining the foundation and sort of putting my efforts towards helping them raise funds for the redevelopment campaign. Because if you can see the, the effect that it has on your neighbors when uh, they have better equipment. Uh, you know, CT scanners, for instance, having an extra CT scanner at the hospital has made a huge difference because you know, if a person has a stroke uh, or uh, any other kind of sort of cardiac event, getting medical imaging really quickly so that they can see exactly where clots might be so they can approach the, um, the treatment of the patient as quickly as possible, that's really there's a huge difference in outcome by the speed with which you can get that imaging done. So by coming together as a community and buying extra imaging equipment for our hospital, we have all sort of contributed to our collective goodwill and our collective outcome in our, um, in our healthcare system because we'll all benefit from having those devices available for the surgeons. Yeah. And I guess as a lawyer, it must have just really opened your eyes. You've kind of illustrated that, but uh, you must have seen a lot of things that you never even considered. And you've probably met a lot of people that uh, have been helped by the Burnaby Hospital. That's right. You know, uh, I'm a business lawyer. And so um, my job can be rather divorced from humans. You know, I don't have, <laughs> I, uh, I, I help corporations with their, their governance issues. I help buy and sell companies. Uh, but that doesn't have that sort of helping an individual human have a better life aspect to it that maybe if you were a family lawyer or a criminal lawyer, you might have a more direct uh, connection with folks. And so for me, as a person looking for an opportunity to do some volunteer work for my community, uh, it really was nice to be able to uh, get deeply involved with a hospital foundation because you know, hospitals are just so central to uh, humans and our personal outcomes of our lives and just the quality of our lives. It just uh, gave me an opportunity to interact with my community in a much more personal and much more, um, I don't know, it's just a more rewarding way perhaps for myself. Yeah, yeah. Stephen McEwen is our guest. He's the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. Their website is bhfoundation.ca. And you can go there right now and uh, maybe give a little bit of money. There's other ways to get involved as well. But if if people give money um, and they and they ask this question, they say, "Well, where does that money go? How do you, how do you answer that question?" Well, right now, um, there are a few things you can donate to at Burnaby Hospital Foundation. Obviously, the focus of all of our efforts is the redevelopment campaign. You know, the government has come and uh, stepped up and is, uh, for the first time in 40 years, really putting a serious uh, amount of money towards making Burnaby Hospital a uh, more modern facility. And we're trying to raise as much money as we can to build, buy equipment that we can put into that and those new buildings uh, to enhance the surgical care and the the nursing care and the other forms of medical care that's available in the hospital. So that's the first thing. So if you're interested in helping with the redevelopment campaign or anyone who's listening is interested, you can go on to the website and click on the checkbox next to donating to the redevelopment campaign, and you will have a real um, effect on our ability to really uh, enhance that new hospital that we're building. But there's other things you can donate to as well. We're also, um, you know, if there's a if you have a particular, um, you know, this is a really common way people uh, interact with the hospital. They'll go to the hospital and they'll have a um, 
some medical event has occurred in their life and they uh, they go and they get excellent care from the folks at Burnaby Hospital and they want to give back and they want to support those caregivers. Often we'll have people approach us and they'll say, oh, I want to give to a particular part of the hospital. Uh, I want to help the neonatal intensive care unit, for instance, uh, and because it's made a huge difference in their lives. And so they want to help that particular part of the hospital. The foundation can accommodate that. And if folks want to talk to us about uh, giving specific donations to specific areas in the hospital, we can do that as well. But our focus right now really is on the redevelopment campaign. It has to be on the redevelopment campaign. This is really a once in a lifetime opportunity to put some money into this um, hospital and really change the way it's going to be able to support people in Burnaby and East Van. The, um, uh, and so we really are encouraging folks if they're thinking about giving uh, to the hospital to give to the redevelopment campaign because we think we can really uh, maximize the bang for your buck when you uh, donate to that campaign. Yeah, and I, I really relate to that with with being cared for by medical professionals. You have this feeling of just deep gratitude, profound gratitude that these people, they didn't have to go to school to learn this, to help you, but you're, and you, you didn't do it. And you're just glad that those people are around and you don't think about it until you need the care. And you're so grateful that those people exist. And I could see how, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, and I guess it's important that people give now, right? Because, uh, even though this is for something that's going to happen in the future, it is the future is now because it's happening now, right? Well, that's right. You know, the um, the redevelopment of the hospital is in two phases. Phase one is uh, well underway; it will be complete in 2025. But phase two is still being worked on, and the plans aren't locked in stone yet. And the more money we can raise now, we can then demonstrate to the folks that are building the hospital that they will have certain pieces of equipment, they will have funding to do certain pieces of things which right now are perhaps optional in the plan. And then they can make sure that there's space dedicated to it and really build in this additional equipment, this additional capacity that we can fundraise for, they can build it into their plans and then reflect it in how they set up the building. And so if they, um, you know, if there's optional things they're thinking about oh do we use this corner of the hospital for uh, project a or do we use it for project b and project b is more expensive if the foundation can come along and say don't worry we've got funding you can do project b well they can build that into the plan and make sure that everything is built purpose built to really give quality care uh, with that additional funding in mind you know, we're obviously willing to take funding at any time, but um, <laughs> the earlier we have the funding committed, the more we can commit to the, found, uh, to the foundation can give to the health authority, the health authority can make better plans. So it's just the sooner you have, you know, you've got the money, the better you can plan for the outcome. Right. And, and the fact that it's Burnaby Hospital, it's important that people realize it's sort of central to a lot of things. Uh, if you live in Vancouver, like you say, in the eastern parts of Vancouver, um, that's your hospital. So it's important that people realize the profound effect that it has on the community. Yeah, if you think about all of the folks that are listening, if you think about uh, where you go in a day or in a week, and uh, if you drive down the Highway 1 corridor through Burnaby, if you are on the uh, east side of Main Street, uh, if you're up and down Boundary, if you're down on Marine Drive, all of those areas, those uh, areas all fall within the sort of the catchment area for Burnaby Hospital. And uh, if you work in that area, if you live in that area, then this is your hospital. And um, I really encourage folks to, uh, if they can, 
uh, step up and help us um, make this as good a hospital as we can. It'll help us all. And it's really, if you're thinking about charitable uh, work or where to put some money, um, you know, it's hard to imagine a place where you can have a more direct effect on your community than giving to your hospital because your hospital is going to support all of us. Just go to bhfoundation.ca and we've been talking to Stephen McEwen, the chair of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. Thanks for talking to us, Stephen. Oh, I'm happy to, uh, to talk to you, Martin. Uh, thank you very much for everyone who's listening and uh, have a great day. Great. This is Vancouver Consumer coming up. Are you tired of seeing commercials for online gambling during hockey games? Seems like endless gambling commercials. Even Wayne Gretzky is out there shilling. Some say it's a big problem. I've got that story next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It's Super Bowl weekend, and that means a lot of betting. The big game is by far the most wagered on sporting event in North America. It's estimated that last year about 50 million people bet around $16 billion on the Super Bowl. And this year, that number is expected to rise with people wagering on everything from what the final score will be to what color dress Taylor Swift will be wearing if she shows up. They're probably betting on that, too. In Super Bowl 58, the odds are pretty close between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Last time I looked, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook had San Francisco favored by two points. Uh, But with the kind of money that's being thrown around, it makes you wonder, is gambling becoming too much part of professional sports? I mean, if you watch hockey, it's getting ridiculous and kind of sad to see, you know, for example, the great one, Wayne Gretzky shilling for the online bookies. But last year, the government of Ontario took a bold step. They announced a ban on the use of athletes in advertising online gambling. And that ban is set to take effect in Ontario starting uh, next month in March. And many advocates are calling for a nationwide ban and not just on athletes, but all commercials promoting gambling. They say it would protect children and youth in Canada. Gambling on sports is not new, uh, but it's definitely in a new higher gear since the federal government kind of quietly legalized single-game sports betting in 2021. It was during COVID. A lot of people didn't even notice. But that's when the floodgates opened for advertisements to play during hockey games and on social media. Former Olympic distance runner Bruce Kidd, who is also a professor emeritus of sport policy at the University of Toronto, says that if you look at the research from other countries, those ads have a big effect on kids. It's why Kid started the campaign to ban advertising for gambling, where advocates, including famous hockey dad Carl Subban and Olympic medalist Clara Hughes, have called for these types of commercials to be banned. According to scientists, part of the problem is that gambling is tied to dopamine releases. And that's why kids and young people who gamble are statistically much more likely to become gamblers and problem gamblers later in life. And now you don't even have to go to the casino. You you just use your phone. The gambling industry is heavily regulated in this country. uh, And according to Canadian Gaming Association President and CEO Paul Burns, no one is intentionally targeting minors. 
But a lot of kids watch hockey games and they see their favorite stars uh, betting or encouraging people to bet. It seems pretty obvious that it has an effect. And when it comes to problems that gambling can lead to, just take a look at the statistics uh, from BC. This one is from 2019, just before the government changed the rules. Here's the stat. In BC, it was found that 82% of the bets placed here were made by just 20% of the customers. Put it another way, 46% of the revenue that the online gambling companies made came from just 5% of the people making the bets. And by the way, if gambling is affecting your life in a negative way, the BC government has a toll-free gambling support line at 1-888-795-6111. And this is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, roundabouts, do they scare you when you're driving? If so, you're not alone. But why should they be scary? I've got that story and all the consumer news from the past week when Vancouver Consumer continues. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.